So what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a collection of computers called full nodes. It's literally just a bunch of people with computers in their rooms or organizations and institutions with lots and lots of computers. But all of these computers are doing two things. They're running the Bitcoin code and they are storing a copy of Bitcoin's blockchain. It's decentralized ledger. A blockchain is a decentralized ledger. And on this ledger is every single transaction that has ever occurred in Bitcoin. And from this ledger, you can identify how much Bitcoin any one person or entity in the world has. So that is big B, Bitcoin. Bitcoins or small b Bitcoins, they are many things. I would say that Bitcoins are digital gold and at some point they will be digital cash. And for that first use case, digital gold, it's important to recognize that Bitcoin is a store of value, similar to the way that gold cannot be destroyed and it is very hard to make. Its supply is basically constant or its supply increases at a very low rate. What that means is that when the demand for an asset like gold goes up, the supply cannot increase fast enough to keep up with demand, which means the price has to rise. And that's good if you own gold because the same gold that you own is now worth more. It appreciates in value over time as demand for it rises. It's a hedge against inflation. And Bitcoin is similar. Bitcoin is not a thing. Bitcoins are not physical things. They are slots on the ledger. They are balances on the blockchain, which means they can't be destroyed and they are scarce. There is a very, very clear supply and that is capped at 21 million. The last Bitcoins will be mined in the year 2140 and they will be capped at 21 million, which means that when the demand for Bitcoin increases, the supply cannot increase fast enough to keep up and then the price has to rise, which is what we're seeing right now. Bitcoin will soon one day be digital cash. And what that means is that it will be a medium of exchange and also a unit of account, US dollars, paper money, cash is a medium of exchange. I can exchange $20 for someone to come and mow my lawn. And it's also a unit of account, meaning that I can say mowing of the lawn is worth $20. It, it's, it's a way for people to exchange value and understand how much things cost. Bitcoin is similar. One day I'll be able to pay for all kinds of things in Bitcoin, not just among individuals, but with merchants. And one day we may have things like coffee and computers and houses priced in terms of Bitcoin and not just US dollars. And what makes Bitcoin similar to digital cash also is the fact that it is highly divisible, right? U.S. dollars can be in hundreds, fifties, twenties, tens, fives, ones. And then we have pennies and, and nickels and dimes and quarters. And I think we have half dollars. I don't have one, but I think those exist, 
Bitcoin is similarly very, very divisible. So you could pay for something that's as expensive as a yacht or as inexpensive as a cup of coffee. It's also incredibly portable, very easy for me to bring a $20 bill on an airplane all across the world. Bitcoin literally lives on the internet. I don't even need to have anything on me. I just need to know what my private key is so that I can access my Bitcoin wherever I happen to be. And the last thing I want to say about Bitcoin is that there are no third parties involved. The difference between cash and the way that we exchange money on the internet is that there needs to be a third party intermediary to verify and give permission for those transactions. And there are so many industries built on top of this, but Bitcoin can be verified decentrally, right? I talked earlier about all of the full nodes, all of the people running the Bitcoin code, all of the people with the Bitcoin blockchain stored on their computer. That is the decentralized, that is the decentralized party that is mining, basically doing a bunch of computer work, um, expending a lot of processing power to verify the transactions. For the next seven days, Thursday, 62 degrees Fahrenheit. Computer stop. See, that's why I need to turn this thing off before I stop recording. (laughs) Start recording. By the way, I'm about to get back into Bitcoin. The reason that my Alexa just went off is because I changed the wake word to computer because back in the day when I was working at Voice XP, I was saying Alexa a lot and that was triggering my Alexa. Also, a lot of people are named Alexa, so I think it's better to refer to this thing as a non-person and as a physical entity. So. Anyway, I digress. Bitcoin is decentralized in its verification, and it is also permissionless, which means that I don't need permission from anyone to be able to exchange Bitcoin with someone else. The only permission I need is my own and that other person. There are no third parties involved, and that is one of the central reasons that Bitcoin exists. All of the Bitcoin maximalists, Satoshi Nakamoto, this is what they were concerned with. We want to be able to transact without having to trust the person we are transacting with and to be able to do it without the involvement of third parties like central banks or credit card processors or ACH processors, anything like that. So I've been going down the Bitcoin crypto blockchain rabbit hole, and I wanted to record this episode in particular just to set the stage for everything else that I'm going to be talking about and also just for myself to get better at explaining what exactly Bitcoin really is.